Yeah, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to another episode of Being Frank Now. I am your host, Frank. And I'm Amelia. That's right. It's kind of weird. Just today I feel like it's kind of off. I just don't know why. Everything just feels off. But we have a um, special guest today, Peter Anderson. Good friend of mine. I haven't talked to Peter in about 20 years. Yeah, we talk on Facebook here and there, but it's been literally maybe 20 years having a conversation. Um, we grew up knowing each other, went to middle school together, went to high school together. He's two years. He graduated what 2000. I graduated 98. Man, I'm feeling pretty old over here. You are old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, about that. How's your day doing, Mario? I'm good. Good deal. Just another day in paradise. Anything exciting on your plate? Nope, just started my new job. I'm pretty pumped about it. Pretty pumped, huh? That's good, that's good, that's good. Weather been kind of crazy right here, hasn't it? It is hot. Man, it's real hot out here in Arizona. I mean, I don't even know what to think about it. I mean, the mountains are on fire. It just It's, it's kind of wild times right now. It's so hot, it just literally starts on fire here. <laughs> No, okay. Well, hey, guys, I really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Just maybe I think I'm off because um, I don't have a drink. All I'm drinking is Gatorade. Gatorade with the lemon in it, and I feel a little dehydrated. The MD did you in, huh? Yeah, no. Then I had to go work out after that. I've got to work out in today, which was pretty interesting. But I don't know. I think today's a Friday, but really it's a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It is Thursday, right? I think okay. so. Last okay. I checked. Yeah, so. Yeah, everything's all good. I hope everybody's having a good day. I'm going into Father's Day weekend and all that good stuff. Um, I want to give a shout out to all my listeners out there, everybody that's tuning in. Hell, we've got people from the Philippines and Canada now, Alberta. Super so, exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, that's Calgary. That's, um, I think Calgary, Alberta. That's up in that area. That's where, um, that's where this, um, legend wrestling family's from. The Hart oh, Foundation, Lord. the Hart, the Dungeon. Um, Bret Hart, so you wouldn't know what that, but a lot of the guy listeners know who Bret Hart is out there. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But I'd like to give a shout out to, um, Shauna Moore. Or she go by Shauna Carrera now. I can't pronounce the um, last name correctly because it's Italian. But her name is Shauna. Shauna Carrera. C-A-R-R-E-R-A. She's offering Hype. That's right. Hype. H-Y-P Dance Fitness located in Clinton, Indiana. First class is free. And classes are Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Find them on Facebook or Instagram. Or contact Shauna for any questions. Shauna's a good girl. She, um, she is in charge of this um, new dance fitness class around the Wabash Valley um music you remember how to kickbox when we used to yeah, say awesome. but it's more like um um who's that dude that, um cross-eyed dude black dude back in the 90s ball head Billy Blanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he, it's more you know fast paced you yeah. know all that good stuff yeah she um she's in charge of that so give her a call. Awesome. You know? Hype. That's H-Y-P-E, capital H-Y-P-E, Dance Fitness, located in Clinton, Indiana. Remember, the first class is free, and classes are Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Any more questions? Contact Shauna Carrera, C-A-R-R-E-R-A. Nice. And uh, while our country is finally opening back up, we're heading into the summer months, which means sun, fun, family, and great times. Catch those moments forever by contacting BLS Photography. BLS Photography is a locally owned photography service that can capture memorable moments for you and your family to hold on to for generations to come. Receive professional, high-quality photos at a fraction of the competitors' prices. They do engagement photos, wedding photos, pregnancy photos, newborn photos, sports and action photos, 
family portraits on site or studio, senior photos, and events such as family reunions, birthdays, festivals, and more. Please visit BLS Photography's website at www.blsphotos.com. Again, that's www.blsphotos.com. Or you can contact Brian directly at 812-841-8642. Again, that's 812-841-8642. And they are located in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, remember I, growing up, you used to go to Olin Mills and get pictures taken? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an old crazy ass picture back in the day. Oh my God. What the- <laughs> I've seen Mr. Brian's photography skills and he is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You mm-hmm. said, I when don't we know. went to Terre Haute for that basketball sure game. Was. Yeah. He does an amazing job. So if you're in the area, I would definitely look him up. There we go. Yeah. Go see um, Big Stalin's dad. Damn good with the um, camera. Well, yeah, um, so far, not a bad day. Not a bad day. A lot of good information out there. Um, crazy times right now in this world. Crazy times in this world. Very crazy time in the world. Um, I don't know what to think of everything. Like the monuments getting knocked down. And just read something about the uh, University of Florida getting ready to gator chomp. And a lot of changes are going on. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about that, but I'm not, you know. But I don't know. I just... I don't know. As a person that loves history, I love history. and it, I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't think we should erase our history. I yeah. think we should learn from our history and yeah. move forward. But you know what? That's not what we're talking about I today. I know, but I'm thinking, let's, let's see if they go out there and start messing with Tommy Tro- Trojan out there at USC. Then we'll have some damn problems for real. I know. Then yeah. we are going to have some fires yeah. in Arizona. you damn right. Damn this black stuff, white stuff. Now you mess with my college football. Now we're going to have to really start talking, you know? Oh. But, um, but yeah... Um, I think we should encourage people, though, to maybe go to our Facebook page and um, kind of give some input on how they feel about what's going on with all the kind of we're kind of erasing things from our history. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I don't know that that's going to change people, but hey, it is what it is. Maybe we can do a segment on that sometime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, with no further ado, you know, let's go ahead and um, click in over to Peter. See, there's Peter on the line right now. As American as apple pie, the question is why? Why should the blues be so at home here? Well, America provided the atmosphere. You don't see what I see. Every day as Warren G, I take a look over my shoulder as I get older. Getting tired of motherfuckers saying, Warren, I told you. You don't hear what I hear. But it's so hard to live through these years with these funny bunny niggas. Ain't shit changing. Hey, Mr. Anderson, you there? Hey, Frank, what's up, man? It's good to hear from you. Man, how you doing, bud, man? Welcome to the Ben Frank Now Show. That's Ben, B-E-I-N-G, Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Now, N-O-W. That's me. You know me, man. Frank, Dubak, Doobie. It is what it is. Same the name. Different attitude. But, bro, man, yeah, how's everything going, man? It's good, man. It's good, Dubak. I, I, I was uh, I was actually saying something about that the other day. I, that's what we used to call you back in the day. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you for having me, though. I want to say, man, before I know, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take your podcast over, but no, thank you for doing what you guys are doing, man. You guys, this is good work. You anyway, Amelia, thank you, and thanks for having me. You get this, I've learned a lot about you guys, but like. This is necessary, man. This is necessary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where you at now? You out there in um, where? New York. Yeah, I'm in New York. Uh, I live in 
uh, just outside of Middletown, New York, in a little town called Bloomingburg. It's like uh, it's basically the Terre Haute, Indiana of New York. Ah, oh, here, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, but it's about an hour north of the city, and it's nice, man. It's a good combination of like rural life. I got a nice little piece of property oh, and stuff, deal. you know. But at the same time, I can get down to the city and do what needs to be done at any time, you know. Oh yeah, so you actually have a car because I never, you know, I never been. I've been in New York maybe twice. I remember I was playing arena football. I was up in Upstate Albany, New York. So, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, up, that's up there. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's the, it's, a, it's the Hudson Valley, so it's considered the Hudson Valley. Uh, I'm right at the base of the Catskill Mountains, like, you know. Uh, oh, that's Tyson area. That's Tyson area, isn't it? Catskill. Yeah, I, I live literally like. Uh, I'm in the area where Tyson came up with Gus with uh, Custom Auto, man. Like okay. right, right there. Yeah, and uh, that you know, even uh, I think he might even got been locked up at the prison down the road from me for a minute. Oh <laughs> <one point>. man, <laughs> what's up? Is that Clinton Correctional Facility? Otisville, Otisville, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you know. I think that's where he's at. But okay. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, Pac was up at okay. Clint. Yeah, Clint Pac was at Clinton Correctional Facility. Yeah, there. Clinton's a little hot. It's for the upstate, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Though it's a beautiful area, man, right on the Hudson River, and then at oh, the wow. base of the Casco Mountains. And at least, you know, a lot of people that work in the city live here and commute to the city because it's not an hour around here is not much for, okay. for travel. I know, I know in some places, especially like in Indiana, yeah. it's like, it's like, driving, it's basically going to the city is like driving to Indianapolis from Terre Haute. It's the same thing for me. <laughs> gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the same distance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you this, then. So growing up in Indiana, you know, you're born and raised in Terre Haute, right? Mm-hmm. So you already know. So how's it? Oh, no, actually, I take it back. I wasn't born in Terre Haute. Oh, you wasn't? My, my, dad, was, my dad was in the military. We, uh, I was born at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Oh, okay. And, and uh, then we moved. I moved to Indiana in, like, kindergarten, like, for, right, right before I started kindergarten. Okay. But, so, I mean, I was basically, yeah. You know what I mean? I did all my schooling, everything was in Indiana. Okay, got you, got you, yeah. So, you already know that how Indiana culture was compared to, you know, New York, you know, being outside of from, away from Indiana. You know how the differences is in basically, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was. I heard of, you know, shout out to uh, Stallings too, man, for uh, the the Sunday conversation that you had. That was yes, nice, sir. and uh, and the artwork too. That artwork was was good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that and change that to my Facebook profile. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and you know, I lived I, I lived in Indiana the whole time I was there. I felt like I was just like buying time until I could get out of that joint. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. what I was trying to do. I was trying to leave, but at, at the same time, I've been I lived in. I moved. I lived in Bloomington, Indiana, after high school. I lived in Evansville. Okay. Uh, and then, I, and then eventually, I made my way to Florida. I lived oh, in wow. St. Pete, Florida, and oh, wow. like right in Tampa, St. Pete. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah. And then I moved to Philadelphia from there. I met my wife when I was in Florida. Okay. Uh, shout out to my wife. She's an amazing woman too. Good deal. Good where, shout out, mom. And, yeah, right. <laughs> great mom, great wife. Uh, <laughs> and then she she's from Newburgh, New York. So that's oh. where. That's how we ended up back here. Good Newburgh deal. is uh, just right out, right where I'm at, basically, not far from there. Good deal, good deal. Um, so, can you kind of give us an idea of what perspective you're bringing from, like, growing up, the dynamics of your family, what it was like in Indiana for you because of the dynamics of your family? I can. I'm sorry. I I, I couldn't hear everything there. Uh, you said what it was like in Indiana compared compared to this. No, and then like what the dynamics of your family are. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my aunt, the dynamics of my family, let's, let's start off with that. Uh, you know, in Indiana, my, my dad, my dad is black. My mom's white. Uh, they were both from Terre Haute. 
but really, my my dad grew up in Brazil, Indiana, which oh, was wow. that that is uh, something. Wow. In the, that's a whole that's a whole podcast conversation in itself. Yeah, uh, wow. him he he's got six. He was one of uh, seven kids, and this, they were the only black family in in Clay County, I believe, but definitely in Brazil. Okay, I was going to um, ask you: Is Brazil a white period. white and town? So that was a. Uh, you know, I got a lot of my um, the influence on the way that I carry myself as a man from my pops. And, you know, he like from an early age, he was telling me, breaking it down to me like this. Things are things are going to be different. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to see it from both sides. But, you, you know, basically he let me know, even though I'm biracial, folks are going to look at you as black. You know, what I mean, that's the way to go. That's the way it goes. Like, so, you know, you need to find your own identity, be yourself, be your own person. And and. Uh, but at the same time, you know, understand that there's an agenda in this country. You know, that's what it comes down to. And uh, my mom, my mom is an amazing woman. She's, uh, you know, she 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 was a single mom most of most of the time. I mean, my parents got divorced when I was in like third grade. Um, but they were, you know, they were kind of they were split up before that. So it, I really was like, you know, my dad was around all the time. Though he wasn't like it wasn't like he just they got divorced and he dipped on me. You right. know what I mean? He was. Right. He was there all the time. He had my sporting events, just like my mom. They were both, and they were, you know, they were one of those couples that were, when they got divorced, they were better. They were, uh, it was, it was a good thing to yeah. be honest with you. They were better yeah, off yeah. divorced than they were when they were together, and I recognized that at an early age. But uh, they got along great once they were divorced, <laughs> oddly enough. And uh, they both, you know, both were uh, they co-parented us, even though they weren't, they weren't in the same household. So yeah. that was a big difference for me than from a lot of people, you know, in their divorced family. Sometimes one of those parents is just gone yeah. mine luckily mine were both there for me and uh and you know i appreciate that even more now as a as a parent myself um can you talk a little bit about um what it was like so like when you were with your dad like being around the black side of your family and then being with your mom on the white side of your family like the differences or maybe some struggles that you had i'm I, amelia i'm sorry i couldn't hear any of that like at all I'm, your mic seems really low to me how about now Frank really clear I'm sorry how about now that's better yeah I can okay. try to make it out okay sorry can you um, talk to us a little bit about maybe like what the differences were when you were with your dad and being with the black side of your family and then being with your mom and being with the white side of your family absolutely yeah that's a great question um, first of all both of my both sides of my family, and I and I know Stallings made this really clear early on in the conversation too on Sunday. Both sides of my family are Christian, so I was raised mm-hmm. in uh, what you can essentially call a Christian household. Even though uh, one, my mom's side of the family is Catholic, and my dad's side of the family, they you know they were uh, Christians as well, but not Catholics. And uh, that was it varied. My my great my grandfather was a, a reverend. My dad's dad, so he you know they. I got, I had both, both sides of my family instilled that in us, you know, that we needed to, that we needed to live like, you know, follow the Bible, live by, live by, uh, like, like Christians live the way Jesus would want us to. And, uh, I still do that. I mean, I'm, I'm a devout Christian to, to this day. My wife is, uh, she brought me even closer to Christ. So that's a, that's a awesome. huge thing that we, yeah, I got deal. on both sides. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, but being with my dad though, in Terre Haute and like, and being with that side of the family. I always identified more with the black side of my family. Um, and I don't say that I don't want to alienate anybody because I was with my white side of the family just as much, if not more. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just felt that unity, um, that togetherness that, uh, because 
that's I felt like that's the way people viewed me anyway. I could feel that from from adults that they they looked at me as black. So I just that's kind of where I felt comfortable. But I had great some great cousins and stuff on my white um, my mom's side of the family, and and we and they're just as tight to this day. You know, what I mean, we're all tight. But but one thing that I would say that was the biggest difference is the way that uh you know the way that people looked at me when I was with my mom. To be honest with you, because when I was with my mom, you know, people kind of look at you funny. You got dark hair, you got curly, I got curly, you know, nappy hair and uh, and brown skin. I'm with this white woman, you know what I mean? She probably, they probably like, uh, you could see them like in the grocery store. They're looking at me. They're they're looking at her, you know, kind of already judging her. Oh yeah, stuff like that. I, I know. I definitely noticed that, you oh, know. Yeah. And that was, and that was early on. I mean, it, I gotta admit, man, it got better over time until like and it's probably even better now but like every time i go back there i am a little amazed at the progress that they've made there but it's like right. it still seems like so little so late to me uh in that in that aspect you know what i mean so right. I, I see what yeah and my question i'm sorry to cut you off what is, um like what my issue i can you, you're educating me right now because i need to learn with my situation i have going on with a daughter in texas and i have my daughter here with my wife mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. um yeah as being biracial, and especially being the black father, what role can black fathers play in a biracial child life when trying to introduce them to the um, black side of family? Is it the mom responsibility or the father responsibility, even though that child, like say per se, you stay with your mom majority of the time? Is that correct? Yeah, I did. And uh, that's a man, that's another great question, Frank. Like, I, it's something that I, I, I don't think it's. You know what? I think it's a parenting responsibility, to be honest with you. I think that both parents, first of all, you would you would hope that someone who's in, who has a biracial child is is less than, uh, you know, less or a little has their eyes open to what's really going on in the world yeah. to begin with. Because if they if, if they don't, then, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to be in for a rude awakening at some point. Exactly. Um, but. The I think that it's uh, important, you know. Really, I would I would say that you know, for, in your situation, I think that it's important for for you to be uh, a voice, you know, in that child's life as far as like what Black history is about, what um, the good stuff, you know what I mean, in Black right. history, not just not just what you what they teach in classes or they used to teach in exactly. classes. I don't even know what they're teaching in classes yeah. nowadays. Right. To be honest with you, but like <laughs> what they used to teach us, man, was just like Martin Luther King. Yeah. You got Martin Luther King Day. You got, uh, you know, Black History Month. Rosa Parks. Maybe, you know, Martian, Selma, whatever. You yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's like, yeah, and I, I have a dream. It's over. You know, you had to go out and do it yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? And you luckily for me, my dad and my grandmother, my dad's mom, oh, man, she was she, she was an activist in, the, in herself, man. Like, you know, she's from that era. She was from that era. God, God rest her soul, man. She yes. taught me so much, and I and I had situations to answer to go into that even more. That's why I think it's important for the 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 black person in the relationship to make sure they make their kids aware of what really happened in black history, and not what uh, they not just leave it up to the schools because the schools ain't gonna do it, man. No, They're not gonna not. do it. No, it's not. You know what I mean? And, and even and even furthermore, like speaking about my grandmother. You know, you asked about being with my white side of the family and the yeah. black side of the family, Amelia. Uh, I was probably right after we moved to Indiana. I remember this very clearly because it was it's one of my earliest memories, actually. Uh, I was in probably kindergarten. And actually, I went to kindergarten at Davis Park, Frank. You probably didn't know that. No but, kidding. Uh, I was, yeah, Damn, I, was so I, I was a couple years behind you, but I, was at, I only went... 
I only went to kindergarten there, and then I moved on to Crawford Elementary School. But, but uh, we, you know, we moved a lot because we were poor, man. That's another thing that is, that you have to understand. When this in this whole conversation, when you talk about Terre Haute, you got to talk about it more from a class system than the black and white thing because it is a black and white thing. Right. But it's really a class yes. thing too, right. and that classism in Terre Haute is still really prevalent today. Yes, sir. But. Uh, but with that being said, my grandmother and I, we were, she had picked, you know, we were, I was hanging out with her, my little sister, uh, and, you know, she was taking us, took us around to this park in Brazil. We had some ice cream or something, and there was a, there was a train. It kind of like the one in, you know, if you remember Dunning Park, you know, they got that train yes, station out there. Yes, right? yes, yes. All right, so, so that, um, there was a, there used to be one in Brazil at a park. I'm not really sure where, where, what park it is or anything. I don't remember, but I remember getting on that train with her, and, the guy that was the little conductor on that train looked at her and said, all right, you guys can go ahead and sit down and go, just go on to the back. <laughs> like it was, a. Uh, and he, I didn't, I didn't Whoa. even know. Look, man, I'm five, six max. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, all right, I wanted to sit in the back. I wasn't even like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm about to go on the train. Exactly. Uh, so my grandmother was like, no, we're going to sit right here. And she sat on the seat right behind him, behind the conductor. Right. And was like, no, we're going to sit right here. This is fine. And she grabbed me, and she was like, we're sitting here. You know what I mean? Like, don't move. Right, right. <laughs> and and uh, he said something else slick to her. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what it was. Oh, wow. It was something slick about, uh, well, it wasn't long ago that you would have had to sit back there or something like that. Like, what? bold. You know what I'm saying? Bold. What? But you got to remember, though, this is, this is Brazil in, like, 1988 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was just a whole different era. Yeah. But she, she, said, she said something very... Uh, she, she, you know, like I said, she's a Christian, so she wasn't going, she wasn't souping to his level. Right. She said something uh, to him that got her point across effectively, beautifully, and then we took that little train ride, and when we got off, she said, sir, I know what you were doing back there, and uh, it's not okay what you're doing, you know what I mean? And we left. Wow. And as we were leaving, she broke it all down to me, man. I remember that walk from the train to her car like it was yesterday in slow motion, man. Mm. She broke it. That, that was the day that I realized I'm different, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was, that was, the, and that was only six, man, five or six. That was the day I was like, yo, this is not normal. You know right. what I'm saying? This isn't going to happen to somebody else. This isn't happening to everybody. Because we were the only black faces on that train. Like, we were the only ones there at the park. And so I knew what it was. And she broke it down for me beautifully. And said, she said, you know, people used to have this happen to them every day in real life. And this is just a park with a train. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm not going to let somebody do that to me or you. And she's like, we're not going to stand for it. And she ended up... Uh, Writing a nice letter, you know, to the, the parks department, mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. Dude ended up losing his job oh, over it. There and, we go. And, and that was good, but that, yes. but she had a lot of pull in that community though too. Yes, That's yes. another thing. That's good. It probably wouldn't have happened for anybody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But Can yeah, you... that was that was a, a big moment, and that was one of those things, Amelia, that I was that came to mind right when you said that. Um, those those types of things did happen. People used to say things to my parents. Uh, yeah. When they were together, you know, when they're like, I, I, I don't really remember that. My mom told me about it. My, my dad told me about it. Like how they people would make comments to them when they were out shopping. Uh, you can imagine what they were saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, we're not gonna, I'm not going to put that on the podcast, but okay. you, whatever the whatever the worst thing is you can think of, they said it to them. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, and I, like that. I think, can you hear and me okay? My, and my mom had to deal with that. And I'm, I'm sure, Amelia, I'm sure you've seen some things that have happened. And let me ask you a question, though, if you don't mind. Like, have you seen that happen with your with Frank? Like the way that people approach you, or that they, uh, you know, maybe look at you. Absolutely. Can you hear me? Okay, I want to make sure you can hear yes. me. Okay. Um. Absolutely. So you and I aren't friends on Facebook, but a while ago I made a post about things that Frank and I have experienced, and 
Um, you know, just sitting at dinner and minding her own business and some white gentleman walked by and proceeded to call me the N-word lover. And it's just, it's so unnecessary. And I think one thing that I've noticed too is that, you know, sometimes we're out in public and people look at our daughter like she's an alien. And I'm like, she's a child. Like, she is this beautiful human that God let us bring into the world. And like, I can't believe that people look at that, look at her the way they do. But um, I think one question that I do have, and we were just talking about this this morning when we were on our walk, what is for you is I never realized what a struggle it was going to be raising a biracial child until I had Bella. And what I mean, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is to me, she's my baby girl, you know, like, She's just my baby and that's all there is to it. But unfortunately that's not the way the world sees her and the world sees her as a black child. Um, Not that she's half black, half white. She's seen as a black child. And so, I mean, I'm willing to take any advice I possibly can um, on how to raise her because we were talking about this morning and I said, I can raise her to be a strong woman, but I can't raise her to be a strong black woman. And so how much I'm going to rely on like Frank's mom and sister and, people in his family to help me with that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, any advice that you can give, you know, cause I know that it's my responsibility to make sure she has lots of um, exposure to her black culture as much as her white culture. But the other thing that we were talking about this morning is it's so funny that I never really th- thought about it until um, my side of the family, all the other grandchildren are very blonde, <laughs> beautiful and blonde And so when I see pictures of her with my nieces and nephews, I'm like, wow, my baby really stands out, you know, and it's not. And so helping her understand, you know, when she sees those pictures and says, why do I look so much different than these cousins? And I don't look different from these cousins and like what that feels like for her. And I hope I'm getting my point across because I kind of feel like I'm rambling, but just help in like helping her feel very confident and very strong in who she is. Because sometimes I think you find biracial children who feel kind of lost because they don't know where they fit. And I don't want that for Bella. Yeah. Well, well, that's a lot there. What's that? I said, that was a mouthful right there. There's a lot to take in. But it's, you know, it's amazing. And that's the thing that people are dealing with, you know, that in this country right now. And I think that that's, to me, like some of a lot of that is just progress, though. Right. Um, when you think about when you think about where we've come from, because there is there hasn't, I mean, there hasn't been a, a large step in uh, in progress civil in civil rights even since 1960. Like you know, what I mean, like since the 60s. Right. It, right. It, it really hasn't made a large leap. If you if you and 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 if you a lot of people think that it has because they're like, oh, that doesn't happen now. That is, those things are better now. They're not better. Nope. They're just it's just done differently. Exactly. And, and and uh, the thing that stood out the most to, what, to me out of what you said, and you said you spoke about advice. Like I'm not, I don't think that I, I should be. I, I don't think I'm the person to give you the advice on that because I think I can tell you're a good parent because you're concerned about it. You know what I mean? If you just the fact that you're even talking about it right now, you're obviously you obviously are, are thinking about these things, and you're going to make good decisions based on, as a parent. You know what I mean? And that's really yeah. all that matters. Like I think it's more important for us for kids whether they're biracial, whether they're black, whether they're any, any race, actually, to just have that good open conversations with their parents where you want to be that person that, that your kids are going to come to when they have questions. You know what I mean? You want like, 
the, the fact that you said you see those things when they're with when she's with her family and she stands out to you, like that. It, it, I completely understand what you're saying. I've almost every pic, my whole family looks that way. <laughs> you should yeah. see my black family reunion. <laughs> it's like a, a rainbow out there. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like at some point, she's going to see that, and yeah. that's when it's gonna. That's when you. It gets hard. Like that. It broke my heart my, when my son noticed that for the first time. My son is eight. He's in he's in second grade. Well, he just finished second grade, and my wife is Italian, so you know she's white, but she's got Italian heritage. So, right. like to me, to me, it's not. And that's the thing I think that a lot of uh, white folks don't understand. People take pride in their heritage because they because it's what makes them, you know, who they are. What they went through as a, a people yep. is what makes you who you are. Her Italian side of the family is very similar to the, the black side of my family. They 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 put a lot of emphasis on sitting down and having a meal together, and and uh, you know the, the the style they cook, the way they cook their food, and and everything is something they take pride in. Right. And you know that stuff, those things are are things that a lot of white folks don't feel like. Uh, um, you know, they don't feel like they have that heritage that's just like white people do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know it's stereotyping. It really is. Yeah. A lot of it is stereotyping. But some of it, if you live it, it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's real. And um, my son, you know, he, he's, he, my oldest son, he's very light. I mean, he's white. He looks white. He has blue eyes. He has blonde hair. Uh, he knows that he has a quarter, a quarter black in him. Right. We talk about it, you know what I mean? But he knows that he doesn't look that way. Right. So he's, and he, and I even sense him trying to find that, looking for that pride, that sense of pride and, and identity. So, um, you know, he, he brought up something this year because they were talking about it at school. And I got to say, New York, the New York education school system is much different than it, than it is in other parts of the country. Uh, it's very diverse. Okay. The, the teachers are diverse. The students, the classes are diverse. So, they're, they, they, you know, we get they get Jewish holidays off and 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 all kinds of other different things that places in other country or other parts of the states, you don't get it. Oh wow, you know yeah. I mean? Unlike Texas, yeah. They, yeah, Texas, you don't get Confederate holiday off. Oh, you probably do, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, seriously. There's a yeah, there's exactly. a Confederate holiday. It's like the other Saturday, right? Yeah, right, I'm like right. whoa. <laughs> what I put like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he was talking about. Um, the they were talking about it was you know it was Black History Month they're talking about civil rights and stuff and he had brought up uh, that he that people used to not be able to use the same water fountains because of the color of their skin they had talked about it in class and he came home and he asked me because my younger son has a little bit darker complexion he looked exactly like me you probably seen pictures of him online Frank oh yeah my youngest son <laughs> yeah he looks just like me. I mean he's still I'm still I'm like I mean I'm high yellow but at the same time <laughs> it's like. He uh, he looks like me. He has darker skin than my older son, and he has darker hair. Uh-huh. So my son came home and said, "Dad, if if it was still the same way it used to be, what would would my brother have to drink out of a different water fountain than me?" Wow! And I was like, "Wow, dude! I never ever thought about that." Wow! You know what I'm saying? I never. And I, the way like, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about him saying it. Yeah, that, man. <clears throat> it's like I'm like, yo, you know what? He probably would. And, and mm, it's, mm, it's very mm. possible, you know what I mean? It's possible. And it, that, he, you know, he was really upset about that because he said, this, this is not right. You know, it's not right. And I, and I just want to tell him, you know, I, of course it's not right. I'm glad that you realized that already. Yes. But this is what it is, though. This is what it used to be. Oh, yeah. And, and this is how, and I, I booked some things down to him and let him know because he's asking the questions, you know. 
there's certain things that still happen like that, but they just do it differently. Right. And, see, see, and yeah. yeah, like that's the thing. Like my fear is I had talks with my daughter in Texas and yeah, she doesn't live here with me. So I feel like I'm not a greater influence on her when it comes to the black culture because mm-hmm. I'm only seeing her, you know, the, the, whatever the court allows or whatever you know that whole agreement but um she'll have a different perspective as say my daughter bella here because i mean this kid is straight loving hip-hop at one year's old straight everything yeah she's i mean she's your typical i mean not to stereotype but she's your she's like my she's like my sister you know what i'm saying she's the black girl you know she my kids are that way my kids are that way and they don't even you know i mean they don't even look black you know what i mean yeah yeah but my kids are the same way. Hip hop. Oh yeah. You know, you've seen the videos. They got rap. My kids are rapping, man. They got rap videos <laughs> online and stuff. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that hurt me though, my daughter. I remember I talked to her last year, and she like, "Daddy," I'm like, "What, baby?" And she like, "I I want to be. I don't want my color. I want to be mommy color." And you know, like that mm. that that hurt me because I'm. I, I don't know. I'm like I get choked up about it right now thinking about it because yeah. I have my at the time she was five years old. She's like, Dad, I want I want to be mommy color. I'm like, why? Because all my friends are mommy color. And I'm like, so that is my thing as single moms or whatever of biracial kids or mothers of biracial kids. My advice is do a better job of introducing your child to their other half. Do a yes. better job of going out. Your, I mean. Don't give them a book. Don't show them what they see on TV. Integrate them. You know, ask questions. Just dig deeper. Yeah, dig, dig exactly. Dig. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. That's Frank. You gotta, and that's what you gotta do for your daughter too. Like, like, uh, you know, even though you can't like maybe be there in the physical all the time. Oh yeah. Like, there's things you can do that, to send, you know, send, send her or or whatever. Like that are something, you know, maybe it's something a little different than what she might get from school or right. from from somebody else you know what i mean like you you gotta be a, a student of the game like yes. you gotta educate yourself more so that you can pass that to your kids more yes. and that's what i've done over the last 15 20 years man i went hard on that stuff like right. just because i knew i want I, like it was i'm you said history man i'm a history buff too yes. but like yes. but like i wanted to know more about things like that so that i could really break it down to my kids because uh, I never had nobody do it to me, for me. You right. know what I'm saying? Until I got in college. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? College really was an eye-opener in that, like, I had a, a class at Indiana State that was just, like, uh, it was, like, I forget what it was even called, like, Black People in America or something like that. Yeah, I had African-American like, studies. Like, I did that at IU. Yeah, Africa, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. That class was great, man. It was an eye-opener for me, and it was, uh, it put me back into, like, knowing, like, with, like, there were black folks and white folks in there. There were people from other countries in that class and everybody didn't see eye to eye, but people, people came out of there understanding the, 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 the struggle. That's what we, you need. know what I mean? And I think they yeah. need to teach them type of classes in, in, in high school in hell in middle Absolutely. schools, maybe or elementary, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. They can, they can start it in middle school now, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. here's, here's my question is, and just answer this for me as, um, as a society, a biracial kid is made is born. The black culture tends to put their arms around it. He's one of ours. The white, the, the white culture seem like it's quick to turn the other way and not claim. Uh, Why is that? Facts. facts. That, those are, that's, all, that's the truth, man. Uh, look, except for, except for the people that, that are related to that. Child. Exactly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Let like me clarify that. that. Yes, yes. And, and, no, and that's, and that's the thing that I noticed. Oh, I always got love from the people that I was related to or, or people that knew my family. But in and in, in in Terre Haute, come on, man, you know how it is. Oh yeah, like people. It was it was like people. It, that was a, a small list. You know yes. what I mean? It was a small list. So I think that 
black folks, and my answer to answer your question, I think black folks realize from the start yep. that that child is going to be treated as a black person, right? Uh, whatever th- whatever that may mean. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a time in that kid's life where somebody makes them feel black. Yep. Nobody makes somebody feel white in this country. Like what, what, Preach, that's, that's why people are so. That's why people are so angry on Facebook right now. Talk that's to why me. You see people look. That's why you see people that. I'm, and, I, and I'm going to say, I'm going to start this one right now. Talk to me, Belly. Talk to I, me. I, you, know, you just touched a, touched a hot point for me. I've seen, I got mad friends on Facebook, okay? Oh, Acqu- yeah. They're acquaintances. Acquaintances in real life, but for, like, oh, you know I know. What I, mean? like, I know. Friends yep. on Facebook. Yep. Now, I don't cancel people. Like, that's not what I do. Right. I know, how, I understand the cancel culture. It's easy yep. and it's fun. Exactly. I want to do it, but I don't. You know why? Because I want to keep them where I can see them. Exactly. You know? Expose on them. That, Expose on them. that note, I've seen a lot of great, great things out of people that I never expected to see it from in the last three months. Now, those people, man, you know what? Some people shocked me. A lot of them, I already knew it. I already knew they were were good people. Most of them, you know, and you know this from growing up in Terre Haute. You knew you knew from pretty much right off the, in, in the first meeting of somebody whether or not you were going to have a problem with that yep, person. Yep, exactly. Yep, <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking strictly about race right now. I'm not talking about anything else. Right. And 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 now with that being said, that's the reason why people are so, and I, I, that's the reason why white people in particular are so offended by so much stuff that's going on right now because they. Are made, they're, they're feeling white for the first time. Yes, yes. And yes. I can't, and I, and I can't, I can't feel bad for him about that. Like I don't feel bad for you for that because we've been black the whole time. Uh-huh. Like we get born that way. You, you know, Talk you, you, don't, not, you don't get a choice. You don't wake up and say, "I'm gonna be black today. I'm gonna be white today." <sighs> I, I, and I, and if anybody's been able to do that, it was me. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? I had the opportunity to, to go in and out of both both sides. Yes. To, to an extent, yes. To an extent, See, now, and I did it a lot, and and I, you know what? As I got the older I get, the less I do that, man. And I don't do, I really don't do it at all anymore. See, that's a question. I, that, that's, because, that's, a, that's a hot because, question I want to ask you. That's a question I want right, to ask yeah. you because is it true or has it always been a myth that I remember growing up and I always thought that, and some of my family members mentioned it a couple of days ago, and my wife and I were talking about it as a biracial kid. Can you hit that switch off and on? One day I'm black, next day I'm white. It ain't really a black and white switch, but you know what it is? It's like you look around and you say, okay, here's where I'm at right now. I got okay. zero black folks here. Yeah. How, how, how am I, really, I going to handle this situation? Right, right, and, right. And uh, is it a friendly situation to begin with, or is it something where there might be some problems? Okay. Like, okay, it's, let's say it's a friendly situation. I'm just going to be myself. Cause that you know, and you know that's how you were too, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah, yeah. I know you took flag. Everybody trying to say, "Oh, Frank acts white." Yeah. Blah blah blah. I got that from black folks all the time. Yeah. You act white. You speak white. Exactly. Now, I, you know things like that. But at the same time, I was taught by my black grandmother how to speak. Like yes. she was a teacher, man. She wasn't listen. She wasn't letting us say ain't and and can't <laughs> or ain't. You know what I mean? And, yes. and talk slang. Yes. Like we can't. We. You, I do it. I do it because. It's part of who I am now. Of course, you know of what I mean? Course, That's the way course. I talk now. But around her, if I would have done that, she'd have smacked me in my head. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. that was what, that was the reason why I spoke the way I did. And that's the reason why you spoke the way you yeah. were, I'm sure. Like I said last episode. There's, there's like around white, having it. Exactly. Around white folks, I'm Frank. And the funny thing, right. around Amelia family and around Amelia, <laughs> not around Amelia, but around Amelia family and around my white friends or whatever, I got to be Frank. But around yeah, my yeah. black folks, 
I'm Dubak. I'm Doobie. I'm Doobie. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be that dude. You know what I'm saying? But it's sometimes, yeah. but sometimes you get tiresome of doing that because I feel like you're being fake mm. to yourself. That's that's why I don't do it no more, Frank. To be honest with you, that's why I stopped doing it. Uh, and people saw the change. Like you know, what? and I feel I I got some. I actually have some white guilt, man, about some things like the th- the times in high school when I probably should should have done more. You know what I mean? Oh, in situations, okay. I should have said more. I should have done more. Like that that stuff. Like I didn't do it, and I should have stood up for the person a little more than I did. Right. And and I and that I I it's, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, man. Very little. Of course. I don't. Re- I keep it moving, man. I yeah. feel like I got to where I am right now because of me. what's happened in the past. My yes, past. sir. Yes, sir. But but. I, there are times I can think back on that I was like, man, I shouldn't have been. I, I wasn't acting. I wasn't being the true me. You know what I mean? And that was. And I'm. And once that happened a couple times, mm-hmm. I was done with it, man. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm gonna do what's right. But I feel it's right in my heart, no matter what. Yeah. And and that's the reason. That's the thing that people don't aren't doing in America right now. There's no way you can tell me that somebody that in, anybody watched that George Floyd video and didn't feel sick to the stomach and say, man, that guy didn't deserve that. Like, I don't care what he did in the past. Exactly. If, if it was me, if it was me right now, like I got, I got things in my past that I'm not proud of. Oh yeah. We all do. Hell yeah. You know what I'm Hell yeah, yeah. Everybody does. I got, if, if that, if that happened to me in the streets, I know they'd be digging that stuff up. Oh man. And, and that's fine. But I, I would, I would hope that they would listen to the being Frank now podcast and say, Hey, he already talk, talked about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you know, we already knew that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, so, talk to me, Billy. Because <laughs> everybody does. Oh like, yeah. To dig it up is is just that's wrong, man. That's and, wrong, and, and it has nothing to do with the situation. And that's what killed me because I was looking on my Facebook sometimes, and there's so many, even former teachers and friends and associates. I mean, hell, everybody's digging up <laughs> the past of this man and trying to justify it. So you tell me this man got killed because of his past? Come on, man! Right. Why are everybody trying to justify everything? And you know what? That's what the thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. It's not about just him. It's about Eric Garner and yes. Kendra Bland yes. and Breonna Taylor yes. and Orlando Castillo. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes. those, like that one. That was the one that got me in the first place. That was back in like oh, like 2016 or something. You remember that one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember yeah. I was at the airport with yes. in the car. His oh, kid was in the car man. with the man, four years old. <sighs> I cried, man. I cried like a like a baby when I saw it. Of course, man. No, no joke, man. That's and that's crazy. Mm. And uh, that's the stuff that people like. They don't want to talk about it. They want to just move on to the next one. Move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We can't just move on, man. We got to address these issues and start holding people accountable. Oh yeah. Well, and I think um, I just want to make sure you can hear me because I know we're having. Yep, I got you. Okay, Um, I think for me that's one thing that's really hard for me to like wrap my head around is that. Again, I see Bella as just my baby girl, but the world sees her as black. And so as her mom trying to, because I know there's tons of moms out there right now that are feeling the same way. There are tons of moms in this world that have biracial children. And I would hope that they're thinking about these things for their children. But if they're not, I hope this conversation brings that to the forefront for them. Um, But how the world sees her, you know, and preparing her for that, because in reality, in my world, she's. God's child. She's beautiful. Like she was made yeah. by him and that's, you don't get more perfect than that. But preparing her for, you know what, you just be you, whatever that is, baby, we're going to, we are going to support you and do all of that. But then it just stinks because the rest of the world sees her as something different. And I don't ever want her to have to feel like she has to be somebody besides who she truly is for the rest of the world, because that's crazy. 
And yeah, for no, me, I, I never had to grow up that like, way. Make her feel that way as much as possible, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have so that she doesn't do what Frank and I have just talked about. You yeah, know what I mean, Frank knows what I mean. Don't, oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you don't want her to have to do that. Like no. I, I totally understand what you're saying. No, and you don't want. And I wouldn't. Uh, you know, the best thing you could do is continue to let her know that she needs to be that person that she is because at some point mm-hmm. that's all she's going to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all she's going to have. It won't matter what people think about it. it when you know when it's all said and done. When everybody goes home to their family at the end of the night, all that matters is what those people right in that room think about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your wife, your your husband, the, your the loved ones. You know what I mean? And they, they know who you really are. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's and that's who you want to be on the regular. See you know what, what I mean? What kills me is you could tell the white folks that's not used to being around biracial kids or or um, being around black kids because they look at them like they're like my wife just said. They look at them like they're aliens. They want to touch their hair, want to touch their mm-hmm. skin, and it's like. Hey man, this ain't no damn my buddy doll. You know what I'm saying? This is my damn child. You know, and I've mm-hmm. seen that all around places, and it's just like, are you crazy? Like, they're they're human just like us. You know, we're not different. The only difference is, is our skin color. That's it. That is it. Yeah. You know, come on, man. I mean, yeah. I, it, I got that it with my own up. son when I was there, when I was on the, on the opposite side of that. My own my own baby, man. My oldest son. Like I said, he has blonde hair and blue eyes. Right. He got my my mom has blue eyes. Okay. So, Everybody, everybody, when they see him, man, it's like, look at him. When he was a baby, it was worse. It's not as bad now. Right. But when he was a baby, they would look at him in the little carrier in the, in the cart or whatever, you know, look at him, look at me, look back at him, look at me. I'm like, here it comes. I'm just waiting for it. Here it comes. Oh, so how do you get those blue eyes? I mean, oh, you, this, look at, you got, look, I don't mean any disrespect, but, and you got, you know, if you got to start off by saying that, man, I already know it's coming. Like, chill. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, that would happen to me. And I'd just say, hey, you know, I'm biracial. My mom, my mom has blue eyes. You got them from my mom. Ask her about it or something. You know what I mean? I, oh, I'm yeah. not. I, I'm a smartass about it when it comes to that. But, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. But people do that, and it's, it's the funny thing is, it's none of their business. Yep. You know what I mean? It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. And and why do you care? Why do you care so much about what color my kids' eyes are? Like it, it shouldn't. It's just not important. Well, and I you think, shouldn't even be. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead. I think. Um... I always get I always get mad at myself because it happens so fast, and then like when oh, I leave, no. and then you leave you and you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, like I'm like I need to get better at being prepared to be like, man, Bella, that person thinks you are so pretty, they cannot stop staring at you, like they just realize how beautiful you are, just to like put them on the spot because it's like, mm-hmm. stop staring at my baby, like. Oh yeah, I mean, no, first of all, everybody know. Um, mixed kids are beautiful. I mean, look at my girl Mariah Carey, you know. Stop oh, it. Oh, no, yeah, I'm a handsome guy myself, you know what I mean? So <laughs> No, but really though, that my sister got it all the time when she was a kid. My my sister has very curly, long hair, beautiful hair, you know what I mean? And uh we couldn't go anywhere without somebody saying that. Uh, trying to touch it. No parent wants somebody that you don't know is touching their kid. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, and don't touch your it's hair. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Don't do it. And I I suggest and I've never had it happen with me. It definitely happened it definitely used to happen to my mom though, but it's a little different for guys and for men and women. And that's a whole other subject too. But like, you know, good and well, that, that probably happens a lot less when Frank is with you. Right. Amelia. People touching her or just yeah, or like just the, the comments and things like that. Um, no people stare. We were, I mean, we were in Florida one time and people were staring at us and kept staring yeah, at her. But and... the, the thing though, she, it, what makes me mad is like when she get the comments, 
I'm never aware of it. You know what I'm saying? She don't tell me. They always he's, do it behind my back. You know, if it's or, at a restaurant, well, he's trying to figure out what barbecue is going to be. I will set the wife. bitch off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Dubek will come out. I don't give f who it is. I'm setting it off if I hear somebody say something derogatory about my wife or my child. You know. There's I mean, so I'm t- many things that have happened, and I've been like, my wife, to my wife, I'm like, man, I wish I'd have been there. Like, yes. I, I wasn't there, but if I would have been there, that would have went down different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know I mean? You'll see me on CNN, Fox, whatever. Big black yep. dude went ape shit over some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yep. And that's, a, that's a, what you just said, man. That's been a, I've had a lot of problems with that. Even, oh, man, even here in New York um, at, at, at work. That's a, and that's and this is the reason I'm, I'm going to tie it into what you asked, Amelia. That's the reason why you got to tell your daughter to to be herself, no matter what, is because there's going to become situations when she's, especially when she's in the workplace, where being she already has two strikes against her. She's a woman and she's black. You know what I mean? That's going to be and you know the how, how women do not get treated equally in the in the workplace. Uh, whether it's salary, That's true. Uh, the way that they're the way that they're approached, the way that they're promoted, those things are all oh, unbalanced. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, now, with that being said, the last three jobs that I've had, and I and I, the re, and I'm a I'm a mechanic now, uh, so I'm in a blue collar situation. A lot of guys that maybe don't have higher education, but they they have a, a trade, things like that. Right. They're gonna. There's a lot of stuff that's said. They they think people can think they can say things around me that they would never say around you, Frank. Yeah. That's another. That's another yeah. thing. A part of the biracial thing that is that is terrible because I'm gonna say something to you. Right. <laughs> when that happens, yep. I'm saying something. Yep. Damn. And then, that. unfortunately, all of a sudden, I go from being, oh, that's Pete. He's a nice guy. He's got a yeah. nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's friendly. He's a, he believes in Jesus, and uh, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but guess what? <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to learn something, <laughs> because you, what you just said was way out of pocket, yes, and yes. I'm not going to stand for it. Well, and then next thing you know, it's, oh, Pete's the angry black guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I just went, you talk, you're telling me that in a week, I just went from being the nice smile, not, guy with a nice smile, loving Jesus, to being the angry black man? Mm-mm-mm. Come on. Mm. It, that, that's not about me. That's about you. That's about them. You know what I'm saying? That's about them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know it's another thing for biracial kids. My wife was just filling out some paperwork a couple of days ago for our daughter hospital and, you know, has what race? You're black, you're white, you're Asian. What else I said on there? I don't know. It's very bare minimum. Yeah. And I mean, come on. There's nothing yeah. on there to say mixed race, you know, biracial. I'm like, you get it sometimes. It might say, sometimes it says multiple races, but even then, it's like, man, I really want to check this box. Like, you know what I mean? Well, what I does even, it mean? Like, I, I, I've always hated those things. Always. I even of had course that. I have. Because so I was like, what do I do? So what, what do, do you, I even do here? What do you check then? What do you check? I have checked black since the day I was, since the I step test back in Indiana, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know God. I've <laughs> I, I checked black since day one. <laughs> no doubt. Because my pop told me that. Well, we he, had, he said, listen, you, I, like I said, one of the first one of the first things I ever said when I was a baby was black power. Because he had me raising my sister in black Because he thought it was funny. You know, it's funny. Like, yeah, but, you know, that was like, it, it's ingrained in me. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it is. That's the way I view myself. They talk about people having identity crisis yep. and stuff like that. I've never had one, man. I, I knew I was black the whole time. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Go. Well, and I think because we were filling out daycare paperwork, and it was also very bare minimum. And I'm filling it out, and I look at Frank, and I'm like, uh, 
I'm putting everything, I'm putting black and white down here. Cause I'm like, I know that you guys have some like statistics or something that you have to fill out to show what your dynamics are in your school. So I was like, I'm really going to mess with you guys. I'm going to put my child down as two different people. Cause then, <laughs> like, I just, it's, it's frustrating. Cause, and you know, when she gets older, she can choose what she wants to put. I don't care. Sure. It's that's, a, that's on her. But I think culturally and socially, we need to just be a little bit more aware that not everyone it's not life is not black and white, you know, and people aren't just black and white. Like there's a lot of different people in this world. And so I think we need to start recognizing and see, that's that. my problem right there because yeah. you know me, yeah. I look at, I look at life as black or white. white. There's no gray with me. That's just how I am. <laughs> Amelia, she's gray. You know, I don't see life as gray. It's either black or white. I mean, it's either yes or no, true or false. Mm. That's it. And I need to do better at that. But my, que- I do too. Oh yeah. But I my do. question is this though. And I just, I just listen to you talk. You refer yourself as black, you know, and but there's a lot of biracial kids I know that really look at themselves as white, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I think my daughter in Texas will basically um, look at herself as a white girl. As my mm-hmm. daughter here in in um, Arizona, she's 100 percent black. She's gonna be a black. She's gonna tell you she's black. She's gonna be she's gonna be just like my sister. That's all she's gonna be. She's gonna be loud mouth cussing, cussing, whatever. But yeah, I'm and, afraid we have a little Ari. Yeah, 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 we really do. <laughs> But um, that's the thing, though, is though, and now you probably ran across a few, especially in Toro, Indiana, that you see have a lot of um, biracial kids that act like, I mean, they, they they take the white side over the black side. And to this day, you see them doing white culture things. And I'm not saying anything no. negative about that. You know what I'm saying? Each to no. their own. You know what I'm saying? But have you noticed that, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had the, uh, that definitely ha- that definitely exists. And I think it really it just comes down to like how how much their parents were affected by racism in America. To be honest with you, because I don't see how anybody who who has been oppressed, like you know, personally, who's been through things personally, could could not could allow like you know certain things to go. You can't just let certain things go. You have to, exactly. or, but at the same time, you know, it's, you know, pr- people, it's their identity. I don't, ha- I'm not going to judge them for that. Right. That's the way, you know, a prime example of that, since, since we're not saying, name, I'm not saying names right, of right. people we know, but look at Tiger Woods though. Yeah. Oh, All right. Man, so Tiger man. Woods is a prime example of that. Man. You know what I mean? And now that's, that's, that type of thing. It's like, I feel like it's, he's changed a lot since he first came into the to golf yes. and that he, maybe he embraces it a little more now. But he still, you know, he said things when he was younger that were like, oh, this dude doesn't even think he's black. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, that's that's fine, and it's all okay when you have other privilege. Like, yes. he has money and yes. stuff like that. So maybe he can get away with it a little more. Right. Not everybody's going to get away with it. At some point in your, in that person's life, they've had something happen where they've been, that, that was racist. Right. Guaranteed. And regardless of how they act, that's happened to them. Yes. And if they wanted to deny that it happened to them, that's the way they want to handle it. Good, good for them. But that's not. I'm not that. I'm not that dude, man. I'm gonna stand up and for for what I believe, you know, and say something when these, those things happen. And I respect and that, you. And yes. that stuff, like, on that same note, that like I said, in, in here in New York, it happened to me. I lost I lost a job because of it, uh, you know, because I stood up for what I said. And then all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, they're trying to find little things reasons to start getting rid of me you know what mm, i mean like come on mm. I, everybody everybody knows knows what it is dude right. like you you made that you, you know they created that problem wow and all that all that had to happen was one person in management to stand up and say hey this is wrong guys you know what i mean yep yep but oh, wow. that's why that's why i've always found working in a corporate situation like for a bigger company a larger company yes, sir. is is a lot more beneficial for 
for me personally, because I know that they have a, a zero tolerance policy that I can act on an open door policy, something like that, where maybe it won't come back on me as bad. Right. Whereas if you work for a small business, uh, something like that, there's a lot of chance that they're going to sweep it under the rug and get rid of you. Yeah, you're right. And that's, and that's actually happened to me before. And I, to the point where the owner of one of the companies I worked for, he, he, he called me, he called me boy Ooh. a couple of times. And the dude was, the dude's old. Okay. He's like right. an 80 year old yeah. white dude, uh, 80 year old white dude. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't even actually run the company anymore. His son run, runs the company. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, he kept, he called me boy a couple of times. And I was like, I, the first time I act like I didn't hear it. Second time I was like, okay, he is talking to me. <laughs> and then the third time I said, sir, and this was, this was a while back, man. I was like, sir, I'm 35 years old and I am not a boy. I'm not your boy. I'm not nobody's boy. No, nobody calls me boy. So who are you talking to right now? Wow. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't mean like that. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. You didn't mean like that. Sir. But you know what happened? Yeah. He, he totally changed the way he approached me and he treated me with respect every time, every time after that. There you go. He every he single time. Oh yeah. He and I, and I ended up having a pretty good relationship with that guy, man. Like he was, he was an okay guy. I talked to him on a personal level a few times to find out some, you know what I mean? That like where I'm like, okay. Now, now, you know, but you shouldn't have to earn respect from people like that no, because no. of your skin. You should exactly. not have to do that. And you know that, Frank. And oh, you know, I yes. know you've been through that. Oh, man. There's so much I can talk about. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Man. We're going to have to be a, you're going to have to be a regular guest once a week, man. But there's so much mm. we can spill on, man. I mean, if your schedule's available, let's do it, man, once a week. But I think people will want to hear this, you know, and there's so much we can dive into because I want to hit the audience base that's the teenagers, that's biracial, that are confused, that has, um, they're living with their single white mother that right. are not getting the knowledge and the, um, the things their body's craving. They want to know more about their background. Where do they fit into? Because there's, I know there's a lot of teenage girl and guys yeah. out there that are lost and that are confused. And I know my daughter in Texas is going to be like that. I know it. I, I, know, I sense I know it. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I sense it. Yeah. And, and, and I know I just want to reach the kids out there to let them know it doesn't matter. Black or white. I love you. We love you. You know, but what can we do to do a better job? What can I do as a father to do a better job? Because I, you know, I'm a part-time father. I mean, I'm just keeping it as it is because of the fact that of where I live. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm not there every day. In that you know? situation, exactly sure. in that situation, yes. But you know, she know when she comes stay here six weeks out the year and whatever it is. You know, I I, I try and program, not really program her, just try and get her to get accustomed to how dad dad do it. You know what I'm saying? How how the black side of family is, and she's loud too. That's the funny thing. That's that's right. the, yeah, she's loud. So she, from you. yes, yes, she's loud. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I'm like, okay, bring it out, baby, bring it out. Keep doing it. And then all of a sudden, she go back home. It's like. She shuts off. I'm like, no, don't be that. Don't do that. You know, and, and, and it hurts me. It hurts me. And I know there's a lot of biracial kids that go through out there. Growing up, there's only a handful of um, biracial kids I know, you know, and it's like, damn, dude. And, and, and there's a difference, you know, and I don't know. man. Well, I mean, I've always just been let's, curious. Let's talk about it from like uh, uh, so I can so I can try to get it like to hit the point home for you. Like, you know, what I'm saying like. When we were growing up, let's take it back to Terre Haute South, okay? okay? I used to sit at the lunch table. I used to come, when, when you were at South, okay. I sat at the lunch table with you guys. Yep. I was I was one of the young guys that sat with, at the same table with you guys. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, you already see the faces <laughs> popping in your head. I know, I know, I see, so, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were loud. All of us were loud. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Beatbox on table. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. But, like, 
I, when you, after you graduated, because you, you were two years ahead of me, when you yeah. graduated, man, that I had so many friends in your class. Yeah, uh, yeah. The guys I hung out, you know who I hung out oh, with. Yeah, I know, I know, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> those, those guys, when you, when you guys left, I was lost, man, for a, almost a year, for real, like on the real. Like, I was like, dang, what do I do now? Like, at school. You know what I mean? I still hung out with those people wow. outside of school. Right, right, but right. at school, I was like, I really don't have that group that I used to have here. You know what I mean? Right. And unfortunately, I still had two more years of high school left. So I did, I, you know, I have I had this one key group of friends that I grew up with. Yep. That, and, and they're white. <laughs> and, and, and those dudes were never, they never changed. Right. They've never changed for me. I love them to death. And they know who they are. When, yeah. And a lot of them are listening right now. Okay. But. But, you can shout them out. You can shout them out. All right. I immediately went back to that group. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, uh, the Todd Dedimores, Kevin Anderson, um, Joey. Kevin. Newport, those dudes, those dudes, um, Michael Boyce. Yes. He's, 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 he's no longer with us either, right, man. God right. rest his soul. But like, yes, uh, good, good dudes I grew up with. Yes. And I'm, I'm missing people. I'm sorry if I didn't shut you out right now, but those guys, I see you Todd. They, they, yeah. They always <laughs> looked at me like, a person. I never got any of that from them from from elementary school on. I, so that's why I was so close with them. You know what I mean? Even on even on the black side of things, right. it was mostly family and co- like cousins and stuff like that that I hung out with yep. that I was really close with. I that I, I fell back on that because I didn't. There was a time right when you graduated. I was a sophomore. Yep. I got pulled into the I got pulled into the football uh, the coach's office. Mm-hmm. Right at the right at the end of the football season, me and another player, mm-hmm. and uh, who happened to be biracial too, and he, the coach at the time, called me called me in there and said, "I I don't like who you're hanging around with. Wow. You need you need to change you need to change who you're hanging around with because it's going to cause you problems." Mm-mm-mm. And I said, and and the other coaches were in there, and some black, a black. Some black coaches was in there too, mm-hmm. and they and and I as soon as it came out of their mouth, I looked at them, mm-hmm. and they just kind of looked at me like, mm, yep. like shook their head, like what are they mm-hmm. what the dude talking about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are they gonna say? Mm-hmm. What are they gonna say? Oh, yeah. look, so what I I said back to, to the coach, I said, you're talking about people who are leaders on this team. <laughs> you got you're talking about the same people that are leaders on this team. Oh yeah, and I'm not supposed to hang out with them outside of school. Because oh, they're yeah. gonna lead me down the wrong path. Nah, man, I'm good. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, and I, I told it to him right then. I said, I'm not gonna play football anymore. I'm not gonna quit right now because I, my dad, my father told me never to quit anything. But I will not play football in this school anymore. Right. Man. And and I did it. I never played football again after that. I don't I don't know if you knew that, Frank, but I didn't go no. back out for football the next year. Wow. And I didn't wow. go back out. For, I, it, that ruined the football. That ruined football for me. And I loved it. <laughs> wow. And I love football. That's sad. That that's that's not right. That. See, that's a whole nother subject itself. I get, oh my goodness. No, but on that note, though, on that note, those are the types of things that are going to happen to some to, to your kids right. at some point. And if you're, if the only thing, the only thing you can do, and, and Amelia, you were, you asked the question a couple times, a couple different ways. The only thing you can do is prepare for them for those situations, uh, to be able to handle them with grace and with uh, with dignity and pride, and to not get angry. In, in in the moment, you can be angry about it afterwards. But if you get angry in the moment, it only makes it worse. And I know that from experience because I've done it both ways. <laughs> yeah. The when you re, when we when you react out of anger in those moments, it makes you look like it makes you look like the bad guy. But if you have the wherewithal to to say 
something with substance at that time, you can you can make an impact. You yeah. know what I mean? You can you can you can stand up for yourself and you can feel good about it regardless of what happens afterwards. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Pete, mm-hmm. you know, it's been real, bro. I appreciate it. Um we're gonna have to do this again. This has been awesome. I yeah. really appreciate you this taking the time. Hope so. yeah. I hope so. And there's gonna be so many questions. I mean, damn, I forgot to get to a question. Um James Gosnell did ask a question. Um he wanted to know one last thing before we get off of here. Um he wanna know how it feels what do you say, um if you feel race is a good social construct we should be categorized people in. If I feel race is something that we should categorize people in? Yeah, so a good social construct we should be categorizing people in. Okay. Um of course not. Of course I don't feel like it is, but That's how we do it. I'm I'm a realist and I've lived in this in this, in this country long enough to know uh what happens in the real world. And, and unfortunately that's the way it is. That's what happens. Um, so no, I don't think we should use it as a, as a, as a way to identify people. Um, but I don't, I really don't see how it's gonna, that's going to change without, without some major, major fundamental governmental changes, like the way that government is run in general. Uh, and I don't, and that's certainly not happening anytime soon. Uh, you know, politicians being in, in, in positions for limited periods of time, you know, for limited terms, that would be something that could change. That would be, uh, that would be instrumental and, and making sure that, uh, you know, actual legal change happens in this country. Uh, but those things, those things are so far, so far away from what everyone talks about when it comes to politics that it, because right now it's just black and white. Mm -hmm. So I, although I don't think it's a great thing, I think that it's important to recognize that there's a certain portion of this country that, that has been oppressed since the very existence of the, of the country. And that's black folks. That's Native Americans. That's, yep. You know what I'm saying? And so to, I guess what he's getting, what that person was getting at with the question, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way the country was made, man. If the country, <laughs> if the country founded on racism, it's going to have a lot of racist stuff going on. But, but we can all make we can all make things different by being open minded and having conversations like this. Oh yeah, Pete, it's been real, buddy. Man, we done good, done good. Uh, I enjoy talking to you, bro. You know, my man, wife, it yeah. too. This is great. Oh yeah, it went by fast, man. It was <laughs> quick. I know I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a talker. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Let's do yeah. this again next week. Let the questions flow in, and hopefully, we can um, answer some more questions and. Um, Go from there, bro. So um, have a good weekend. Happy Father's Day, man. And, you know, uh, we might not be related, but I love you, bro. And, you know, I'm proud of everything you've done, man. And continue to grind, man. And you have a beautiful family. You're lucky, bro. You're real lucky, man. Yes, I am blessed. And thank you. And, Emilio, it was great talking to you. I feel like I know you already from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that you're asking those questions, it, it, it speaks of your character. And, oh, thank uh, you. Frank, you got, a, you got a good one there. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, too, man. And I love you. All right. Love you, too, man. Hey, thank let's do you. this again next week, bro. Yeah, hit me up. All right. Will do, man. You have a good one, man. All right. Take care. All right. Everybody, that was Mr. Peter Anderson. Brought some good knowledge. That's some, good um, stuff. And that was real good, wasn't it? Yep. Um, I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Good food for thought. Another another good, you know, just lots of different perspectives, lots of different ideas, and just really getting out there and opening our minds a little bit more. So I really, that was, that was good. I appreciate his time. 
Oh yeah, man. I mean, it just, it, I, I love it. You know, I really love it. it um, I don't know where to go from there. You know, just um, yeah, a good one. You know, just something about them biracial girls. You know, they just look so good to me. You know, just so just stop. I don't know, man. Just ain't stop. nobody better than Mariah. Just stop. <laughs> You're such a fool. Hey, my first crush was biracial. That's yeah, great. Yeah, good but <laughs> your wife's white, so there we go. I'm colorblind. <laughs> But hey, guys! Um, Sunday with Stallings. Yeah, Sunday with Stallings. And hey, next week we got a huge lineup. Huge. Um, we fall with Sunday with Stallings. Then we go ahead and go with um, being a black female in America. I'm excited to talk with, to her. Uh, yes, I ain't gonna say her name yet. Yep. And then to throw a little spin on it, I'm gonna go with my buddy Chad. Remember Chad with yep. North Platte, the good popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> I want my money back, Chad. Yeah, the popcorn that costs like $150 yeah. for four corn rolls. <laughs> Chad going to give his, um, <laughs> he going to give his um, take on what it's like to be white. I like it. In America. From Different a, perspective. Yes, from a rural Iowa town. Nice. Chad's from Iowa. A white guy. Great guy. Great guy. You know, um. He's a good dude. Country I, boy, but Chad's a good one. I also want to put a little plug in is that if anybody has any ideas or any topics that they want to hear us talk about, I mean, we know a lot of people that we can bring in to have conversations oh, with. Oh, yeah. So please put that on our Facebook page or hit one of us up or do whatever because we are willing to talk about whatever and we'll definitely be switching gears from race and that kind of stuff. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about everything because we have a lot to talk about. So, um, but you know what? If, we want to also know what people want to hear about. So let us know. Yep. And like I say every day um, or every episode, we love you all. Doesn't matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation, or hell, your social economical status. We love you all. We're all in this together. We're all family. This is your platform at Being Frank Now. Hop on the Facebook page at Being Frank Now. Send an email to beingfranknow911 at gmail.com. We love you guys. Have a happy Father's Day. Yeah. Probably won't get nothing but some damn socks or whatever. My High head, five. Yeah, we're going to the zoo, so I'm driving. <laughs> I'm paying for gas. You'll uh, be all right. Yeah, I'm just driving here, coming back, so <laughs> that's it. But hey, um, we love you guys. Have a good one. Take um, care of each yeah, other. Take care of each other, and we out. <laughs>